Hey, good afternoon. Happy winter out there. Uh, There's some snow on the ground in Columbia this morning, and uh, I guess it's time to stay inside and be miserable for a few months. So uh, we're officially at that time. So hopefully you are staying inside and we can make you, I don't know, slightly less miserable maybe for the next 20, 30 minutes. Gabe DeArmond, Sean Williams <laughs> here. Sean, what's going on, man? Not much. Uh, excited to be back. And yeah, it is uh, where you're at. It is cold. And today here where I'm at, it is cold and rainy. So yeah, hopefully we can provide yeah, well, some entertainment for the next 30 minutes or so. I feel like cold where you're at is not as cold as cold where I'm at sometimes, but probably not. But hey, yeah. I'll, it's, I'll all, like, it's all relative. I'll, I'll act like I'm in equal misery like you are. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, we will get to talking Mizzou recruiting here in a minute. Uh, whether that is hot or cold it is up to you to determine. Uh, invite you to leave your comments, questions, anything like that in the queue. We will get to those as we go through the show. Before we do that, want to invite you to get in touch with James Carlton State Farm Insurance. There is a little bit of snow, which means it's going to get on the roads, which means people panic and drive like they've never seen white stuff on the road before which means you get in car accidents sometimes. And if you get in an accident, hey, James Carlton, like you need insurance. Like Some of you may not have it, but if you follow the law, you have it. Uh, James Carlton wants to save you some money on that. You can get in touch with him at carltoninsurance.net on the web. You can also call him at 314-961-4800. He's got special programs for your teenage driver. God knows they're awful in, in dry, regular weather. In the winter, they're even worse. So uh, he can hook you up with the teen driver program, home insurance, life insurance, whatever you might need. All your insurance needs, basically, from James Carlton State Farm. Uh, get in touch with them and thank James for making this show a possibility. Also want to remind you that if you get a quote from him and mention Power Mizzou, he's going to donate $20 to Mizzou's uh, NIL Collective Advancing Missouri Athletes or what used to be known as Advancing Missouri Athletes and now is like every true Tiger Foundation, I believe. Uh, whatever it's called, he's going to give money to it. Um, that's what we encourage you to do. Whatever, uh, whatever we call our website, we want you to give money to it. Um, so we'll do that. Uh, Sean, we we haven't had a whole lot to talk about on this show the last few weeks. And today we kind of found out why um, at, at Eli Drinkwitz's press conference, <laughs> you know, senior day is coming up and it's kind of that time of year. And, and as I called it in the press conference, the word senior is a moving target right now. <laughs> and for the next three years, because some guys are, fourth year seniors and some guys are seventh year seniors and some guys are everywhere in between and they could be a fifth year senior this year that's a sixth year senior next year and so nobody really knows but in answering kind of one of those questions uh Drinkwitz said you know we've got 14 guys committed right 14 high school guys committed right now now we have them with 13 the 14th is likely either Daniel Blood from Louisiana, who we're projecting is, is going to commit to Missouri, or possibly uh, Brett LeBlanc is a, a long snapper that I've heard some mm -hmm. talk might be a scholarship guy as opposed to preferred walk-on. But either way, they're at 14 right now. He said they only have 18 spots total, and they're only looking at 16 high school guys. So that's why it's been pretty quiet, man. O only theoretically two spots left. Yeah, that I guess that would explain a lot, you know, and, and whether they, you know, uh, you know, whether they came up with these projections early on or they just kind of recently did that in the last, you know, months or couple of weeks. 
as senior day gets a little closer and you had those conversations with these individuals and on the program and figure out, you know, have a little bit better understanding of who's coming back and who's not. So, uh, yeah, it kind of makes sense of why things are quiet and they're being a little bit selective on, uh, and who they're kind of offering and who they want to kind of bring in and what positions are kind of going after. So yeah, uh, makes sense. And, Maybe there won't be a lot of fireworks, but, you know, we're talking about you high school know. kids. We're not talking about, you know, that to me, that doesn't include JUCOs. That doesn't include right. obviously transfers as well. So, I mean, right. um, there, there'll probably be some, uh, definitely some things to keep up with in that regard. But in terms of high school kids, we kind of got a better understanding of where that's going to lie. So uh, that kind of gives us a better understanding of what, you know, which direction they're going to go with the uh, going forward. Yeah. So, so if there are two high school spots left, Let's assume that that Daniel Blood is is going to be number fourteen, uh, and and let's assume that's where he was going with that comment. So they've got two spots left. Who would you think? I mean, what are what are the likely targets there? I I guess Marvin Burks is one. I don't really know what to make of that, honestly. I honestly think, yeah, possibly, but I honestly think, you know, he might sit there and say, or, or we're thinking maybe they only have two guys left, but if even if they have two extra guys and Marvin Burks wants to flip at the last minute, I think they'll take him. You know, I think right. the, Burks is going to be kind of one of those guys that we'll probably have a spot for him. We'll make a spot for him regardless. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, my, my initial thoughts when, you know, you kind of first said that and, you know, kind of news coming out, out of that in terms of what positions are left, you know, we, we, we assume, you know, blood's going to be in the uh, – in the fold, so there's a wide receiver, and we're assuming he's going to. He's already counting him, so that probably makes me think that definitely offensive line because we just had Brandon Solis in for an official visit. So I say that's a priority for him as well. Um, I might say defensive end because they're offering defensive end kids, and you know, in the high school ranks. And I, I would say linebacker, but they just offered the JUCO kid. So I'm going to put JUCO yeah. guys separate from separate from that. But yeah, it seems like you know we've kind of talked about. Um, you know, offensive line, defensive end, linebacker, uh, cornerback, because they've also had the Kendall Doby kid in for a visit as well uh, in, in terms of DB. So uh, that seems to be the kind of the position of needs for them. They also had that Carson Morgan kid from Arkansas that's in uh, listed as an athlete. They don't they're not really, you know, classifying where they're recruiting him at, but he's he could be like a running back slot type of guy. He could also be like a linebacker uh, safety kind of guy as well. So. Mm-hmm. That seems to be uh, the positions they're kind of going after. And, you know, you kind of plug, you know, what high school kids can kind of fill those roles. I mean, I think probably your your top two positions in that regard are probably offensive line and, and defensive end. But we'll kind of see where that goes. Well, and like you're saying, they could make a spot for Burks. Flip side of that is if they get to December 18th and these guys that they've offered kind of the priority guys end up going somewhere else, Hey, they might just have 14 high school kids in this class. They, they, you know, yeah. I mean, why, why take a kid just to take him? If you don't think he's going to be good, use that in the transfer portal. And that's, that's where Drinkwood said, Hey, we, we haven't been as focused on high school recruiting lately. And that kind of answers Walt's question says, said they hadn't been focused on high school as, as much as the portal and, and the other stuff that, I hesitate. I don't really think it impacts this recruiting class very much because it's not a one for one deal. Like you're not taking, Hey, if this guy leaves, we need somebody at that position to replace him this year. Because the truth is if Chad Bailey were leaving, which Eli indicated tonight, today, he's probably not, but that's a fifth year senior linebacker. You're not taking a freshman linebacker and assuming, well, he takes Chad Bailey's spot. Now, 
you know, maybe he takes right. Carmichael Glass's spot, who slides up and takes Damian Wilson's spot, who slides up and takes uh, Bailey's spot. But so the interesting places to me that that could be impacted by guys that are coming back that we didn't maybe know were coming back. Um, he said today, Hyron White's going to apply for a medical redshirt, seventh year offensive lineman. The interesting part to me was he listed off 21 guys who were walking on senior day. Did not list Javon Foster, starting left tackle. Did not list Xavier Delgado, starting offensive guard. Um, so that's three offensive linemen that probably would have started this year, you know, if if Hyron mm-hmm. had been healthy, that are now coming back next year. We know Connor Tollison's coming back. We know they're adding Bensi Polgar, uh, who wasn't eligible this year. And, and then Armand Mimbo played this year. Like, with those guys coming back, I'll be interested to see. I wonder if transfer offensive lineman goes from, oh my God, we're desperate and we need three to, hey, maybe we need one or maybe, maybe two. Yeah, I think that kind of, that's why I'm kind of, you kind of summed it up there and why I'm thinking they're definitely probably going to take a high school kid offensive line. Now, whether they take a transfer portal kid at that position too, I mean, that kind of remains to be seen with that many people coming back. I mean, you kind of got to think you're on the fence about that, whether you dip into the portal or not. But, I, you know, they definitely had the solace kid in for an official. So uh, definitely definitely see a high school kid offensive lineman high school from the high school ranks is definitely going to be a added position for the future. But uh, yeah, portal remains to be seen. You know, with that yep. many people coming back and you got a little bit of depth there. So that really helps out. But you look, man, uh, like we've said before, if there's a if there is a hot uh, position group that has if there's an offensive lineman in the transfer portal that has some starting uh, starting starts under their yeah. belt and is an all conference player, no matter if it's FCS or you know Power Five. I mean that that that's going to be a hot commodity right there, and everybody's going to want to try to grab them and and add them to the roster. Yeah, mentioned Chad Bailey as as a guy that it it isn't walking on senior day now that again not a guarantee he's coming back but so that's at linebacker the other position that's interesting is defensive line um isaiah mcguire trajon jeffcoat and darius robinson are all walking at senior day we know tyrone hopper's gone we know dj coleman's gone so i think you have to count on all those guys this is their last year interestingly realist george is is not walking on senior day so he may be back for for year six but uh, that 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 brings up that defensive end thing you're talking about. I mean, I I think portal Juco whatever it is, mm-hmm. I, I think they probably need a, a, a defensive end. Uh, yeah. Also, I prefer now to call it defensive end. I don't like this whole edge thing. It's a defensive. <laughs> I guess it depends. I, I people that say edge, I, I kind of I kind of classify as somebody that can play like a little outside linebacker. That's like a three four and, outside linebacker. And yeah, right. yeah, and can drop back into coverage too. So when I when I hear people say that edge, uh, that's what I kind of think of is more of a terms like of a, my, a true Micah pass Par- rusher. Right, Micah Parsons is an edge. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you, that's another, you know, kind of the, the opposite of offensive line. You know, you mentioned all those guys that are possibly coming back for the offensive line. You've got a lot of guys that are going to be not coming back potentially for the defensive line. So, you know, it makes you think you that, yeah, maybe they add a high school, you know, a defensive in from the high school ranks and they probably dip in the portal. Maybe they add a transfer. I mean, that's kind of a position where they could probably go all out and, and add multiple, uh, multiple people, you know, whether it's high school, JUCO, or a transfer portal on that position. Right. And and they may not know for sure what they need out of the transfer portal really until like mid to late January. Um mm-hmm. because I think I think that's usually the deadline to declare for the NFL draft is sometime mid to late January. Um and so 
like he may not know for sure if Chris Abrams drain is going pro until then. And if he needs a cornerback or if maybe Isaiah McGuire doesn't get a favorable thing from the NFLPA, and maybe he ends up, even though he's walking on senior day, maybe in two months, he says, Hey coach, I want to come back. Well, if Isaiah McGuire wants to come back, you're going to welcome him back with open arms. So (laughs) it's just such a, I I would hate to be in charge of this stuff during this COVID eligible. I mean, at least you used to know, okay, this is this kid's last year. Now you don't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like people in our position and, you know, obviously, you know, you're specifically covering Missouri for this, but you know, I'm, I'm covering like high school, you know, I'm covering transfer portal. It's crazy to keep up with. I can only imagine what, you know, uh, staff members of of teams are kind of trying to do and trying to balance the roster and figure out what's happening and everything like that. I mean, it's, I'm sure there's uh, absolutely a lot of unknowns and uh, head scratching. And, you know, I, I think they got to have a lot of conversations with these kids, too, and just kind of get some definite answers from them. But, yeah, I mean, some of these guys, it, they may change their mind. You know, uh, they may say, hey, I'm, I'm done. And then they'd be like, oh, maybe I'll come back for another year. I mean, why not? Right. So, right. yeah. Um, I want to again, invite you guys, if you've got comments or questions to, to put them in there and we'll get to them. And, and Sean, I've got bad news, man. We're negatively impacting lives out here. Uh, Zach says he was caught watching power Mizzou at work and, uh, he was employed two weeks ago when we made the <laughs> joke, but is no longer employed. So, uh, that happens. I guess I'll take the hit on that one, man. Uh, yeah. You know. Jinx and Jinx and all the uh, Missouri fans left and right, you know, popping on yeah. here and then they lose their jobs. Next thing you know, they're under a bridge. They're trying to pirate Wi-Fi and watch this show. So, I mean, look, tough, like I've always, like I have always said, and I actually had shirts made up that said this a few years ago, you know, there are a whole lot worse things you can watch on the internet. Just tell your boss, Hey man, it was power Mizzou. I was not on Pornhub during workouts. <laughs> the FBI does not need my computer. Um, I was just trying to find out, who Missouri was trans- targeting in the transfer portal at defensive end. I, I don't think that's all that offensive. Yeah, I was just trying to, you know, ca- catch the latest on high school recruiting. You know, I mean, jeez. Yeah, geez. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you might not mention high school because then the FBI might want your computer. Just say I was watching a football show, man. Yeah, that would probably be, yeah, be as vague as possible. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> don't mention. Um, definitely don't mention high school and Pornhub in the same sentence. Okay. Yeah. No question. This, this <laughs> no. show is going off the rails. We might have to just shut this down pretty quick. Uh, Freeway Jared still employed on the West Coast, so that's good All to right. know. Um, we're, we we hey we'll take one for one. If we only get one person fired every week and neither one of them is us, this show is a success. Um, Ironically, his name is Freeway, so I hope he doesn't live under the freeway. So. <laughs> good, good point. Good point. Um, Walt Palmer wants to know anything brewing in the rumor mill about any big time transfers uh, coming in. So, I mean, there's not really specific rumors out there that I hear about individual guys because nobody has has said they're in the portal. But you know, and I saw I I forget. I think it was somebody from twenty four seven had tweeted yesterday, like. If you want a big time transfer, like you better already know you have a shot at him because by the time he hits the portal, <laughs> you know, you if you try to enter the race, then you're not going to get him. I mean, I that was hardly breaking news to me, Sean. I mean, most of these <laughs> kids that are going to transfer, they know where they're transferring before they say they're going to transfer. I mean, it, it yeah. some of them go out and take visits, but like. I remember talking to Jaden Jernigan on Christmas Eve and he's like, oh yeah, I already committed to Missouri, but just hang on to it till after our bowl game. 
You know, like he knew <laughs> he was in the portal. He knew right. where he was going. He'd already committed. He went ahead and played the bowl game, which is a little different scenario. But mo- and I'm not saying that was decided before he even made the decision to transfer. But look, man, we know how this works. Those conversations, legal or illegal, it de- they may not be between the coach and the player. A lot of these kids entering the portal already have, if they don't know exactly where they're going, it's like two or three schools. They got a good idea. Yeah. That goes back to uh, recruiting relationships, you know, and we've talked about this before when we were talking about the portal. If you're thinking about going to the portal, I mean, and coaches that have previously recruited you have good relationships with your parents, there's your line of communication right there. Just communicate with the parents and be like, that, that could be kind of your third party uh, you know, NCAA doesn't get involved in tampering type of thing. And, yeah, I mean, that's why establishing relationships with uh, with those players in high school kind of – they kind of come back and come to fruition, you know, when players mm-hmm. enter the transfer portal and can really help you out in the end. So, Yeah, and, and there are some kids that enter the portal and like, hey, I just need to go somewhere different and they right. don't know. Or, or some kids who are good enough players that wait, when they enter the portal – I mean, like when Kelly Bryant – said he was transferring a few years ago. He had like 30 calls on the first day, right? Yeah. So um, that can happen. Um, Mizzou fan number seven wants to know any word on blood. We talked about him at the beginning. We fully expect he's committing to Missouri. We'll we'll see when. We don't know exactly. Uh, and any idea on flipping Marvin Burks? And I, I mean, the truth is no, guys. Marvin Burks has never talked to us. He's never one time responded to a message from me. I don't think either from you either, Sean. Is that right? Well, the only time I talked to him was actually in person uh, before right. a scrimmage. So, <laughs> right. So, uh, look if if at some point we if at some point he decommits from Ole Miss or we have reason to believe it's happening, we'll we'll certainly let you know. He visited Missouri again for uh, I don't know maybe that was the Kentucky game I think a couple weeks yeah, ago. Kentucky game. Um. Yeah, but but we don't really know for sure what's going on there. Um, yeah, okay, the, we're getting the Burks thing. The Burks thing's gonna be one of those. Hey, it, it you never know. Like day before signing day, things could happen. Day of signing day, things can happen. You, you just never know. Yeah, um, getting a little off track here, but we have a minute. Um, kind of a recruiting question. What are the chances Drinkwitz can bring in one of these as offensive coordinator? Willie Corn. I've heard of him. I don't know where he's at. Do you, Sean? Uh, I don't know, but yeah, I've heard of him. Just don't know where he's at at the moment. Yeah, uh, Paul Christ, who is the fired Wisconsin head coach. I, I don't know that there's much of it. Like, it's like Sean was just saying with with recruiting, relationships are important. Eli Drinkwitz is not going to go call some guy he doesn't know and has never worked with, and maybe he has a relationship with Paul Christ. I have no idea, right. but um. Like, it's not just going to be some guy that he's never worked with, doesn't know, and he's going to, and Eli's going to say, Hey, you want to be my OC? Just totally run your offense. I'm giving all that up. I mean, (laughs) I just don't see that happening. I think it's going to be somebody he's familiar with, whether Mm -hmm. that's somebody currently on staff or a guy like Casey Woods at SMU or whatever, but somebody he's got some sort of previous relationship with. And I think largely running a similar offense. I mean, I don't think all of a sudden Eli Drinkwitz is going to go from a guy that has called plays and been hands on his entire career to, oh yeah, I'll just I'll just sit back and let you take over this offense. I, I just don't think that's going to happen. No, 
that's a that whatever if whatever he decides to do with OC, it's got to be a mutual relationship there. Because, uh, like you said, he's just not going to give up the reins and just say, "Hey, you know, run run your thing," and I'll, I'll sit back yeah. and do. Uh, Mark Mark Ripple. I mean, if you if you don't want to run the ball, don't hire him. You know, <laughs> if if you want to, if I mean, like last I looked, Nebraska's offense isn't all that good, is it? Uh, no, I mean, they're playing a little bit better since Joseph took over, but yeah, they're still not, not a stellar offense by no means. Um, Warren Ruggiero sounds to me like a guy that was in, like, was he in Goodfellas? <laughs> the Sopranos. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea who that guy is. I, I have heard of his name. I don't know where he's at at the moment, but yeah, yeah. yeah it does sound like a Sopranos character that got whacked in season three in some random Yeah, episode. I've never heard of him. I, I think he's hanging out with Polly Walnuts somewhere. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Uh, Steve, Steve Winder wants to know, could any of the expanded coaching pool money be used to remove the track around the field? I can't believe I just put that question on the show. We're going to move on from that. <laughs> That doesn't have anything to do with recruiting, man. With you any, know? it doesn't hey, man, have anything to do with look, anything. You take that high school track up, man. Five stars will be coming in by the dozens. There you go. Um, <laughs> Willie Corn is Coastal Carolina's OC. I like Coastal Carolina's offense. It's very cool. That's um, innovative. Maybe, yeah, that's an innovative offense. I mean, that would be intriguing whether they have a relationship or not. I do not know, but yeah. I mean, Drinkwitz used to be in the Carolinas, so I'm just going to assume they used to live <laughs> next door to each other. Uh, <laughs> Also, maybe he could uh, bring in uh, – isn't it McCall as their quarterback? Yeah, I don't know what his yeah. eligibility status is. Maybe he's a – Eligibility doesn't matter. <laughs> you, you can apply for a ninth year. It's fine. Yeah, uh, Jared says, does anybody miss having big receivers? Dove is probably gone. Yeah, he's walking on senior day. I mean, this is I, – I think it's Towski's fifth year. I don't know. It seems like he's been here for nine years, but I think it's his fifth uh, might make some sense to add some size on the outside. Manning's probably not seeing the field a lot. I'm not sure Manning won't see the field a lot next year. But, again, th this receiving core, it's kind of interesting. Like, they have a bunch of slot guys. But, I, I mean, I guess Makai Miller's an outside receiver probably next year. Yeah. Um. You know what? Chance Looper, if he can come back and play football, is an outside receiver. Uh, I haven't seen what J.J. Hester's done at Oklahoma this year at all, but I feel like he's a guy they could have used on this team. Um, what The receiving guys that they have on the commitment list, uh, outside of Manning, I mean, are they are they more kind of like Burden Lovett size, or do they have any bigger guys? Uh, I mean, you know, Manning's kind of the biggest guy, 6'2". I mean, Marquise Johnson, six foot. Blood's around six foot. I think he's listed at 5'11". So, kind of kind of more inside-outside guys. guys. But, I mean, you know, what's your what's your version of big receiver? I mean, to me, six foot two is a big receiver, you know. I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're you talking six five guys. I mean, six five receivers aren't really, <laughs> you know. I mean, they're out right. there, they, but, you know. They don't grow on trees. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to me, like a big receiver is like 6'2", 6'3", you know, somebody 6'2", 6'3", 185 to 200 pounds, you know, so. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, honestly, I think with Missouri, whether they play inside or outside, and, and maybe all three of these receivers can play inside outside, I think they just want some guys with speed that can make plays with the ball in their hands. They want playmakers, you know, so that's kind of what they're going for. Yeah, playmakers are good. Um, I don't know if you've – watched a lot of Missouri this year, Sean, but they seem to be lacking um, the ability to get the ball to the ones that they do have. Certainly. Well, then, you know, there's um, options for that. You know, you can, you can make that better. 
Yeah, this has become the offensive coordinator show. Zach wants to know about Casey Woods coming back and bringing, uh, I believe it's Tanner Mordecai. He Look, he threw nine touchdowns in a game a couple weeks ago. Anybody that threw nine touchdowns and no picks, bring them in. If there are other quarterbacks in the country who have thrown nine touchdowns and no interceptions in a college football game this year, I would encourage bringing them in as transfers as well. That's an intriguing option by the by the. Uh... By the question there, I mean, just in terms of bringing back Casey Woods and bringing in the quarterback who's having a pretty good year for SMU. So, yeah, yeah. But we know how um, Eli Drank was like, so to go after those transfer quarterbacks. So, yeah. Uh, Walt wants Bobby <laughs> Petrino as OC. Sean, you can comment on that if you want. I've refused to comment on that. Um, yeah, I think kind of past his prime right now. Just uh, just hang out at Missouri State and win some games. Exactly. Uh, Michael wants to know which player would be the biggest hit immediate transfer need on the defense if they left. I mean, I think the defensive line, you kind of expect them to leave. I mean, if Tyron Hopper leaves for the NFL, that's a big deal. And I think if J.C. Carlisle leaves for the NFL, that's a pretty big deal. I don't think Charleston is a concern. To, I don't think he's an NFL safety right now. I think Carlisle could be because he's got the size and speed combo. And look, if he leaves, I'm not real sure who immediately steps in to replace him. Yeah, I agree. I'm not, I don't really have a comment on that. Okay. <laughs> I'm uh, going to agree with you there, man. <laughs> Warren, Warren Rogerio's at Wake Forest. I prefer to say Sopranos, but, but I'll believe you that he's at Wake Forest. Uh, any well, word on Chance Looper? There is not. No. Uh, let's see. Hey, Volstake heard me on the Tony Basilio show last, last week and now is tuning into our YouTube. So man, we have on. national reach, Sean, from unemployed people in California to, <laughs> to... Volstake. We reach them all. Unemployed people in Tennessee. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. At least, um, uh, I mean, appreciate you uh, tuning in and listening to a little bit of Missouri recruiting slash offensive coordinator chat. <laughs> yeah, I think he came in to let us know about Jalen Hyatt. Um, he's having a good year. I don't know. If yeah, he knew that. Yeah, yeah. He, he is. Yeah. Yeah. So good to know. I mean, we we we, we kind of ran the gamut on this show, man. This was a little bit of everything. Uh, we started out trying to talk about recruiting, and <laughs> I'm surprised uh, there's not like any. Uh, I'm surprised there's not like you know any more questions about OC. I mean, I, I like I like playing the, uh, the OC connect the dots because we didn't know where a couple of those yeah. guys were. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're. I mean, like literally, you could make up a name and say, "What do you think about?" Tony Jacoby as OC, I'd be like, eh, I don't know. I'll listen to it. It could not even be a person. I, I like, I don't make a habit. <laughs> of no, if you, if you ask me name as many college football offensive coordinators as you can, like, I'm not sure I could get to 10 without using Wikipedia. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, the, the, those two that we didn't know, they're connected to really high powered offenses. But yeah. like I said, it's a, it, Look, do they have a relationship with Drink? That's probably going to be, you know, he's going to go with somebody he knows, and he's not going to give up the reins completely. It's going to be a uh, a nice partnership, you know, yep. with whoever he brings in if he wants to bring in somebody. What do you think about this one? What if uh, what if Missouri hired Josh Heupel as offensive coordinator? I feel like he'd do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he probably would, but I mean, yeah. I think he's a little busy right now, you know. Making yeah. lots more money elsewhere, uh, yeah. coaching a team that's in the top, potentially could be playing for a playoff, you know. So yeah. yeah. 
Bill O'Brien will probably be on the market soon. He went through the uh, Nick Saban rehab program. He's going to be a head coach somewhere, guys. He's he's not coming to Missouri to be Eli Drinkwitz. I know. Yeah. There just there's no way. So um, I feel like we have to uh, we have to shut this show off before we do just start getting like eight thousand names for offensive coordinator that we're supposed to be <laughs> reacting to. And uh, and I got some interviews to do tonight. There's a basketball game. There's all kinds of stuff. So I don't know, Sean. We miss anything, man? Anything you want to throw out there? No, I just uh, well, I'm, you know, I'm sure we'll uh, have some visitors in uh, for the game this weekend, and we'll we'll post those on the chamber. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll have those. But yeah, otherwise it's pretty quiet for a reason, and probably a lot of those visitors this weekend will probably be underclassmen. So, uh, yeah, but we'll we'll see. We'll have a list on the chamber. So. All right, we'll do that on Friday. Uh, appreciate you guys hanging out with us. If you were here live with us, uh, if you'd hit the like and the subscribe buttons and just hit every button that you can find on the show. Like, I don't know what the other buttons are, but if there are other buttons, hit those too. See if maybe it'll give you editing privileges. I don't know. Uh, hit yeah. every button you can find. If you listen to, uh, if you're listening on the podcast, share us on social media, leave us a nice review. Appreciate you guys hanging out. Um, Gerard, actually tomorrow we're going to do like a crossover show. We're going to have Gerard talking football and Drew King talking basketball because it is that season. Sean and I will be back next Tuesday. And as always, want to remind you on the way out the door to get in touch with James Carlton, 314-961-4800, carltoninsurance.net. James is a big Mizzou fan. I uh, guarantee he's going to be watching these next couple weeks, uh, getting getting geared up for Sean, the Las Vegas Bulls in play, baby. It's it's a possibility. So uh, so James is going to be watching and uh, – and we'll be geared up for that. So don't call him on Saturday between 6.30 and 9.30. He's going to be watching the Missouri game. But any other time you give James a call, he's going to take care of all your insurance needs, try to save you a little bit of money in the process. And if he gives you a quote and you tell him you heard about him on Power Mizzou, he's going to donate $20 to Missouri's NIL collective effort. So if your insurance costs a leg and an arm, James Carlton State Farm is where you need to go. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time.